Blog Talk Radio. Joshua chapter 5, God's people had to prepare themselves for the conquest of the promised land. And so the males underwent ceremonial circumcision to show their covenant relationship with God and this was done at at Gilgal and so we read in Joshua chapter 5 verse 2 these words quote at that time the Lord said to Joshua make flint knives and circumcise the Israelites again So Joshua made flint knives and circumcised the Israelites at Gibeah Haraloth. And so please understand that a flint made an efficient surgical tool. You will also see a reference to this. There's also a reference to this in Exodus 4.25. So notice how God prepares his people for the conquest of Jericho, which takes place in chapter 6. So in chapter 5, verses 1 through 9, God has his people to deal with the path, deal with the path. In verses 10 and 12, God's people are told to trust for the present. And in verses 13 through 15 of Joshua 5, God's people are to submit for the future. Gilgal means circle. And it apparently was a place where uh, there was a prehistoric stone circle uh, and uh, which served uh, as a sacred shrine. And so uh, the Hebrews added other stones uh, which were to serve as a memorial to to future generations of Israel's successful entry into Canaan. So this was a very, very necessary uh, and important part uh, of their faith and in preparation for the conquest of Jericho. Now, Jericho itself uh, is the key site uh, for the Neolithic period. It is the earliest town in the world having public buildings and impressive fortifications at about 8,000 BCE. And uh, this was, and so therefore it was a strategic necessity uh, for God's people to cross the Jordan River at this point in order to reach Jericho. 
Now we read that when the priest stepped into the water of Jericho, of uh, the Jordan River with the Ark of the Covenant, the waters drew back all the way up to the city of Adam. So this is a very, uh, very important information uh, that is communicated to us. So now what we have here uh, that is the what we need to understand uh, also is that the conquest of Canaan under Joshua began in 1230 B.C. And uh, in Pharaoh uh, Minerpta's Stila, uh, he lists the Israelites among those uh, he fought uh, or he battled in Canaan at around 1220 B.C. And so the so archaeologists have identified uh, the Jericho Mound or the Jericho Tell. It is Tell as Sultan. And uh, it is the site of more than two dozen ancient cities uh, that were built and destroyed uh, one on top of the other. And so the, the, uh, the mound for Jericho is, is roughly 400 by 200 yards. And so we read uh, in chapter in chapter six that verse one that quote now Jericho was tightly shut up because of the Israelites no one went in and no one came and no one uh, went out and no one came in unquote now if you notice uh, in chapter five uh, verse one we read now when all the Amorite kings west of the Jordan and all the Canaanite kings along the coast heard how the Lord had dried up the Jordan before the Israelites until we had crossed over, their hearts melted, and they no longer had the courage to face the Israelites. And so you see why in chapter 6, verse 1, we read that the city of Jericho was tightly shut. This was out of fear. And uh, God had prepared uh, the uh, God had done this. This was His great work. And so uh, the people of Jericho could no longer stand before God. And so, therefore, we read in uh, Joshua six two, quote, "Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with its king and its fighting men." Unquote. So notice the tense of the uh, verbs. We have the helping verb have, and then we have the verb delivered. God had already given the city over to his people. Now, by faith, they had to go in and take the city. Jericho represents the world to the believer. It is strong, formidable, and foreboding. And so therefore the conquest uh, depends uh, upon faith. Also, let me add that the walls of Jericho were 300 feet thick and 60 feet high. 300 feet thick and 60 feet high. So this 
by human effort would be insurmountable. It would be a great obstacle. And so it is also important to understand that God uh, uh, had his people to conquer Jericho first because it was so formidable. Jericho was the the city that they needed to take. It was the uh, fortress that they needed to take in order to progress uh, in the conquest of Canaan. And so if they could, could take over Jericho, they would be able to control the great highway there. And so therefore they would effectively split the land in half so that the uh, other city-states could not come together in order to form uh, great armies that would oppose them. And so this was a strategic uh, necessity. Notice what God does. God does not let them conquer smaller uh, towns and villages and lesser uh, city-states first. God uh, brings before them the greatest first. And why does God do this? Well, God wants his people to understand that they must depend upon him. They must look to him. If they had been allowed to conquer lesser city-states, they would know that they could do this on their own. And God wants his people to rely solely on him. We are mandated in the scriptures to walk by faith and not by sight. It is a mandate from God. And so this is very important. Now notice, notice in chapter 6 what God says. Uh, Chapter 6, verse 1, Now Jericho was tightly shut up because of the Israelites. No one went in and no, uh, no one went out and no one came in. Then Joshua then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with its king and its fighting man. Now, this is a very powerful passage on our spiritual warfare. And it shows us something that we, it teaches us something that we really need to understand. Because Jericho represents the world and what the world is to the believer priest. We are believer priests in Christ. And so uh, if we are to conquer, if we are to subdue, if we are to win uh, in spiritual warfare uh, as laid out for us in Joshua chapter 5, people had to deal with the past, trust for the present. They had to get their lives right with God in order to engage effectively in spiritual warfare. Paul writes these words in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, beginning at verse 3, quote, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty, that is powerful or capable through God, to the pulling down of strongholds. That should read to the extinction of 
fortresses to the extinction of fortresses, casting down imaginations. And this this is a, this is very powerful language. Casting down imaginations or thoughts and every high thing that is arguments and reasoning that are generated from pride. Or it, the word here, high thing, represents heights or space above the horizon. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. God wants us to concentrate on him, on he and his word. Now notice, in order for us to see in our lives the extinction of fortresses, we need to rely on God. We need to be clean as believer priests, we need to deal with the past, trust for the present. We need to have God's word in our hearts. One cannot engage effectively in spiritual warfare if one is not sanctified, if one does not practice spiritual sanctification. It is vital. It is necessary in the nature of the case. So we look at God's word and notice, God said to his people in Joshua 6 that he had delivered over the city and its king and its strong one. Please understand that when you face your Jericho, when you face your Jericho, there is a leader and there are mighty ones who are not easily defeated. And we cannot face these spiritual foes in the flesh. Amen? If we do so, we will lose. We have to use the mighty power of God when we come up against these great spiritual foes. We have to rely on God. We have to be steep in his word. We have to use the weapons of praise and prayer and thanksgiving and, and gratefulness. We have to, these are our weapons as we face these foes in the world so that you and I might, might experience the extinction of fortresses in our lives. Good afternoon. My name is Dr. Josiah Rich, and God bless you.